Welcome to Elevate, the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here. And I am blessed and grateful to be sitting with Rod Santo Massimo today, an amazing individual, a powerful force in the commercial real estate industry a huge influential authority in real estate and other industries and disciplines. And man, he is, he's an amazing coach. He's an amazing leader. He's an amazing individual. And I'm really looking forward to this conversation. I know that you're going to get a lot of value from this. So buckle up. All all I can say, buckle up and get ready to learn something new, get ready to expand your mind and expand your future, because that's what we're about to do today. I want to welcome you to the show where we take it to another level. Are you ready to take it to another level? I have to ask you that because I know that I am. I know I am. And today is that day. And I want to welcome you back to the show where we sit down for mind expanding conversations with influential authorities in real estate, as well as top experts in other industries and disciplines. This is for leaders, entrepreneurs, real estate investors who have a burning desire for the extraordinary. What a beautiful statement. I have such a burning desire for the extraordinary. And if you're listening, you likely do as well. So I understand it. I see it. I feel it. I hear it. So let's go, let's buckle up and let's go together. Let's blast off from this amazing foundation that we've built here. It is our mission to identify and apply how the best of the best raise the bar personally and professionally to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond. Of course, I say this all the time, but and beyond is the most important part because real estate is a vehicle towards creating outcomes that we want in our life. And it's a beautiful vehicle in that. So we're going to be talking about tactics and strategies and you know, approaches and mindsets and high performance business development. We're going to be talking about, you know, optimizing your opportunities. We're going to be talking about your marketing presence, your value proposition, and all these amazing things that you can learn from an individual like Rod Santomassimo so that you can elevate to a life without limits or do even more, right? Even more than what he has proven is possible. And that he coaches so many high performing brokers across the United States that create massive, massive results within their marketplace. And they're really the leaders, right? Because of some of the insights that Rod shares with them and, and, you know, the rest of his team does. So you're in for a real treat today. And uh, this is a masterclass for leaders and those looking to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes through personal growth or personal mastery, through real estate investing, other ventures, and most importantly, and ultimately in their lives. If you are enjoying Elevate, we invite you to subscribe We come out with two episodes every single week. Some weeks, we even come out with three, one of which is an Elevate exclusive with myself, Tyler uh, Chesser as well. And so, um, you know, we're just super grateful to have you here. And if you're enjoying this, subscribe, give us a rating and a review. In fact, um, you can do that while you listen. Just go over there and spend 15 seconds and give us a five-star, you know, rating, give us a review of what you love about the show because we love you. (laughs) We really do. We love doing this and we love giving to you. We love contributing and expanding, you know, not only our relationships, our minds, you know, our futures, our inspiration. And so if you really love this, uh, we invite you to, you know, really subscribe, give us a rating, a review. Also share this with someone else. If you have the opportunity to do so, uh, the fee that we ask from you is that you pay it forward right? We don't ask really anything. There's no 
real monetary fee for being here. It's 100% free. All we ask is that you share this with someone else. You can do that through social media really, really easily. Hey, I really loved this podcast today and here's why. Here are the top three things that I really took away from this. You might even just say, hey, here's the one idea that I got from this. You have got to listen to it. Post it on your Instagram story. Post it on your Instagram, you know, uh, your, your post section, whatever. I mean, my goodness, put, put it on a reel. I don't know. I can't even keep up with all these things. Um, you know, post it on Twitter, Facebook, wherever, maybe even Clubhouse. I don't know. Put it on TikTok. My goodness. There's so many opportunities to, you know, pattern interrupt someone else. It's like, well, wait a minute, I didn't expect to see that on TikTok. But guess what? Now someone knows that there's an opportunity to expand their life. And guess what? When you share with someone else, everyone's abundance grows, right? It's not a zero-sum game, right? When you give, you also receive even more, which is such a beautiful thing. And I love that the universe is designed in that capacity. So I want to encourage you to share it with a friend. And beyond that, I want to let you know that we have launched Elevate High Performance Coaching Academy. Coach Trevor McGregor and myself, and um, my. by the way, Coach Trevor McGregor is uh, one of the top world's high-performance coaches in the world, and I've been blessed and grateful to work with Trevor, become business partners with him in this endeavor, and we are changing lives. We just had our second week complete as at the time of this recording, and we're blowing minds of our people. And we have an amazing tribe that's with us here on this eight-week decades to days compression process to where we elevate people's games, right? We elevate our games. We step up to the next level into a you know tone of high performance. And from there, it's about you know creating more you know money-making opportunities, right? It's about stepping into financial freedom, financial abundance. It's about having more free time to do the things that you love, right? Whether it's travel, whether it's spend time with your significant other, whether it's cook, whether it's who knows, play basketball or tennis or what is it, whatever it is that you love, like you get to have the freedom of choice, right? Of choosing where you are, what you're doing and why you're doing it, right? That's what Elevate High Performance Coaching Academy is all about. If you want the tools to compress decades into days, this is what it's all about. So go to elevatecoachingacademy.com. We have a free 1000% free masterclass training for you available on elevatecoachingacademy.com. I guarantee you will get massive value just from watching the training, just from taking notes from the training from Coach Trevor and myself. And I can guarantee that's going to be worth your time. It's going to be very, very time well spent. Okay, so beyond that, you'll learn a little bit more about what that looks like for the eight-week program. Our next eight weeks starts March 1st, 2021. So do not miss this opportunity because it is absolutely transformational. And we are pouring our heart and our soul into this program. And guess what? You get to be coached live by Coach Trevor McGregor and myself every single week. And you also get to surround yourself in a tribe of like-minded people and build relationships with some of the most amazing people you will ever have the opportunity to meet. And we have some incredible, incredible people in this first round that we're lucky to serve, that we're lucky to learn from, that we're lucky to learn with. And we'd love for you to be a part of that next round uh, because this is truly a transformational opportunity. We want you to transform your business. We want you to transform your real estate portfolio. We want you to transform the conditions of your life now and forever because this is an investment that you make in yourself that will return not only for 2021, 
but for the rest of your life. So please go check that out. This is my gift to you, elevatecoachingacademy.com. Go check that out now. And with all that said, let's dive into an amazing, amazing podcast because I want to introduce you to Rod Santo Massimo, who is the founder and the president of the Massimo Group, North America's leading business and sales professionals coaching and consulting organization. The Massimo Group is proud to work with clients from the nation's premier businesses and scores of regional and local firms and or their individual associates. Rod enjoyed a successful career in the commercial real estate brokerage business as a broker, owner, manager, and senior executive with local, regional, and international brokerage firms. He began that career in 1989 after graduating from Washington and Lee University and earned his MBA from the Fuqua School of Business at Duke University, where he has frequently appeared as a guest lecturer and facilitator on a variety of personal marketing topics. Rod is a frequent guest on podcasts and a popular speaker. He is two-time, he is a two-time recipient of the Duke University Fuqua, Fuqua School of Business Impact Alumni of the Year Award. He's also the author of three books, one of which I've read, and I've got another one of them, and I look forward to diving into his third and a syndicated columnist for the Man Report, as well as the New York Real Estate Journal, and has been published in many magazines throughout his career. In his first book, Brokers Who Dominate, by the way, I, that's the first book I read of his when I was highly active as a commercial real estate broker, and it is powerful. It is absolutely powerful. So I highly recommend that if you're a real estate broker, go check out Brokers Who Dominate. It became an Amazon bestseller and is still highly acclaimed in the commercial real estate industry. And I can attest to that. Teams built to dominate followed, which uh, with the why and the how of facilitating strong teams to move business forward. In his next book, Independent Worker, Independent Wealth, provides a deep dive into business building and income wealth generation strategies for commission-based workers, solopreneurs, and small business owners. When he's not writing or traveling or speaking for client engagements, Rod resides in Cary, North Carolina, where he cherishes his time with his wife, Lana, and their two children. So without further ado, enjoy this amazing conversation with the one and the only Rod Santomassimo. Rod, welcome to the show, sir. How are you? Hey, Tyler. How are you, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. I appreciate you taking the time and uh, fresh off a of vacation, man. How was the slopes? I mean, you, you were just tearing up the slopes. How did that go? You know, I haven't skied in seven years. I know it was five years, but it was the same group of guys. And they said, no, it's been seven years. And I was so nervous. I was so nervous. And they <laughs> took me up to the top of the mountain as soon as we got there. Like, can I do this? You know, I've been doing yoga for the past three years. And whatever it was, I skied for two days, blues, greens, some blacks. Didn't wow. fall once. Didn't what? lose my balance once. I was like, man, I like this yoga stuff. It must be working out. Interesting. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I'm, I'm going, I'll, I'll be going out uh, west here in about, you know, less than a month. So I'll take the the tactics here. I'll take the uh, the mindset and apply that myself. So that's amazing. But I know you're going to be showing up with uh, high energy today, which I always appreciate about you. But Rod, you know, before we dive into an amazing conversation, I'd love if you could just share a little bit more about yourself, kind of behind the bio, behind the public image. You know, you've obviously become a prolific author, obviously a high level coach, a high level performer in so many different capacities. But if you were to really kind of drill it down to the core of who Rod Santomassimo is as a man, I'd love to, you know, really dive into that. 
Yeah, no doubt. Initially, I guess maybe still today, some would say, <laughs> you know, I was a struggling, non-committal entrepreneur. I would do some things I thought was my destiny. And then I would, would quit really quickly and get a full-time job and try it again and get a job and back and forth. So, you know, it took me a while, and I apologize for my voice being so out of it today, but I, I, it took me a while to get my, uh, my bearings and finally commit to something I said, this is it, just do this one thing and you'll figure it out. But a lot of failure, a lot of effort, and so many things across my career and, and personal life that, you know, thank goodness, I think I've kind of figured it out by now, I think. Yeah, no, that's interesting. So tell me about that. I mean, it took you a long time to get your bearings. And I think a lot of people listening can probably relate to the way that you described being sort of non-committal in some ways, and especially as people kind of, you know, they build their career, they're building their life. It's like, well, I don't really love this anymore. Maybe I'll go in this direction, but you don't want that to become a habit, right? So maybe it became a habit in a certain way that you had to, to stop. But tell me about, you know, the, 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 you know, experience about having that take a while to get your bearings and to commit and to focus in one direction and what that felt like, what that looked like, and all of the above. Yeah, in the 2008, in the Great Recession, I was working for a corporate firm, and we all knew we were going to be let go, and I was let go, and I found it was a second period of long-term unemployment in my career, and I looked back and I said, you know, why did I put myself in this position, number one, to risk my future, my family's future, to depend on somebody else, right? And that's what I, it was. And although I quickly elevated to the ranks uh, with that corporate firm by working my butt off, I was still an employee and I was still tapped at whatever my destiny was going to be. Um, and I look back at all the prior entrepreneurial aspects, uh, starting a brokerage firm, you know that one, right? Starting a brokerage firm, Inventing a workout watch, becoming a patent inventor, creating the watch, bringing the market, uh, doing a college recruiting business. I, I mean, I did so many things. And looking back, I had so many excuses to why they were not going to succeed or why they failed, right? Never really blamed myself. It was the economy. It was the marketing. It was the finance. It was something. It was always something. And then, you know, you do go through life, Tyler, I did, of maybe it's me, maybe I'm not destined for success. I mean, it's what it is, just what it's going to be. And maybe I need to get a job and just be happy with a salary. And, and that's what it is. But then when I got terminated in the Great Recession or laid off, wasn't termination, I guess, whatever. I didn't have a job. Right? There's no job to be found. So after maybe a month of wallowing in sorrow and not finding a job, I woke up one day and I, this made hit people in the wrong way, but I actually had a dream at night that I was going to start coaching people. And I had never coached, I mean, I, athletically I coached, I was a little league coach and I actually was a, a coach during my grad school years at Duke for the university's lacrosse team, but I was never a coach in that realm. So I said, I'm going to start a coaching company. And so my wife, Lana, looked at me and said, go for it. You know, first of all, what do you got to lose? There's no jobs out there. <laughs> <laughs> But Tyler, one thing you, you know, I didn't think about was no one has money. It's 2008. No one has money or desire to invest in themselves. They're, they're all desperate right now. I know right now during the time of this recording, you know, in this pandemic phase, people still think it's, it's horrible and it's horrible. But the economy is actually better right now than it was in 2008 and nine and some of 10. People forget that. So I said, let's start. And so what I did is I started dialing 
old colleagues of mine saying, hey, can I coach you? And I'm not going to mention what I offered to coach them as far as price point. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the first year was let's not lose all our savings. That was my goal. Let's not lose all savings. Second year, can we possibly break even, right? And then things, things started to happen and started to happen and started to happen because I dedicated myself and realized I will never go back to working for somebody. I'll never put my destiny in Sinos' hands. I, I won't. And this is what I'm going to do the rest of my life. And if it doesn't work out, then, then, you know, there'll be nothing left of me, no fuel left in the tank. So, yeah, it was, it's been a wild ride to where we've gotten today. That's such an interesting story that you had a dream that you were going to be a coach and then you went out and made it happen and fully committed. And now looking back, obviously it was the greatest decision of your life, but in that moment, it's just so interesting. I mean, I've never heard someone share a story that they, they heard about something in a dream to do something and then they just did it. That's amazing. When I think about the word desire, you know, it's the, the, if you look at the Latin root of the word, it's like from the father or from God. I mean, who knows, maybe there was some sort of divine intervention here that was, you know, calling you to step into your greatness. So maybe for the listeners who is, you know, considering maybe some messages that they've heard, you know, themselves say subconsciously or consciously, it's like, well, maybe there's something to listen to here, right? Step into it. But one thing that I love about you, Rod, is, you know, on your website, as an example, you say, look, I'm going to give you the methods to succeed in today's environments and beyond. But the one thing you can't provide people is the hunger to be the best, right? We're talking about desire. We're talking about listening to that intuition, but we're talking about hunger. And I could not agree more. So could you expand upon that just a bit? Sure. I mean, I was actually, uh, I have a sales team now, but I was actually on a call this morning because I love, I love doing everything in the company still. And the guy said, can you, can you guarantee my success? I said, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, no, because yeah, I can bring the approaches. I can bring everything to you. I can bring all support in the world. And, and you just too, Tyler, with your clients, obviously, but it's a two-way street and you've got to, you really have to be open-minded to try new things because what you're doing right now isn't working. Obviously that's why you're looking for a coach or it's not going to the level you want it to work. So you got to try new things, be open-minded and you got to be disciplined enough to say it didn't work the first time, but Keep on moving forward. Keep on trying new things. Like, it's a tough commitment. People, it's tough. I understand it. It's hard. It's scary to change. It is. It's really tough. You know? yep. um, if I look at your wife and kids and having no job and saying, I'm going to start my own firm, right? And they're like, okay, what does that mean? <laughs> so right. I get it. Look, it takes discipline, but I have a good friend. Um, Lieutenant Colonel Waldo Waldman, terrific individual. And he, he showed me one day that he's a Hall of Fame speaker. He's a New York Times bestselling author. And he said, Rod, you know, to get coached, and this is true for your listeners, right? To get coached, there's two things people don't realize. Number one, you got to have confidence. Confidence that you are worth it to invest in yourself and you're worth it and you're strong enough and you feel good about yourself to know, yeah, I, I, I could do something really good. And the second one you talk about here is courage. It takes courage to ask for help. It takes confidence, but man, it takes courage. And that's hard for a lot of people because it's scary because you're almost admitting to yourself, what I'm doing is not good enough. It just is. And I'll be the first to tell everyone who's listening, 
I get coached by so many people. I still do today. I, I will always be coached by people. My wife thinks I'm addicted to it, frankly, but, <laughs> but I know that I'm, it's, I'm never good enough. I know that. So you got to be courageous enough to go, how can I get better? And that's, that's a tough, tough election. And, and by the way, that's the right word. It's an election. Mm. Decision is one thing, right? But you got to go, you can, you can decide. I'm going to decide I'm going to get coached, right? I'm going to decide I'm going to eat less. I'm going to decide I'm going to work out more. Decisions don't create anything. It's the action. So the election, the actual election is hard, but it's, it's worth it. What do you mean by that? It's an election. You mean it's like a it's a democratic process, and you take feedback and you you go after. I mean, what do you mean by that? That's a that's a really it, interesting that's, insight. Well, that's a great way to look at it too, because you should take feedback because yeah. you, before you make look, no doubt, if you're going to invest in yourself or invest in a piece of real estate, you're certainly going to do your due diligence, right? One hundred percent. Yeah. At least I, I hope you do. Right. <laughs> you should. Yeah. So why are you taking that same due diligence in any decision you make or are going to make? But it's an election. It's a simple yes or no, right? Any election today, Republican, Democratic, it doesn't matter. It's an election. You're, you're making a choice, a conscious choice based on your due diligence, based on values, based on perception of what the results will be. It's an election. And that's something that you have a right to have. Hey, guys, just a quick word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back to the show. This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital, and you know how much I love real estate and how it can be a vehicle towards creating any outcome that you want in your life, which is really why we created CF Capital, a real estate investment firm that focuses on acquiring and operating multifamily assets that provide stable cash flow, capital appreciation, and a margin of safety for our investors, for our partners, and for the people that we serve. Our team leverages its expertise in acquisitions and management to provide investors like you with superior risk-adjusted returns while placing a premium on preserving capital. Our mission is to provide property investment and asset management solutions to help investors maximize their returns by investing in high-value multifamily communities. Our philosophy is that we can elevate communities together through this process. And I want to invite you to go check out cfcapllc.com because we have a free ebook that's called the bottom line, the 10 ways to increase cash flow in an apartment complex. And I want to tell you that this is a value packed ebook. So I want to want to invite you to go check that out right now at cfcapllc.com. I think you're going to get a ton of value just from reading this, whether you apply it to your own business or whether you educate yourself further on what it would look like if you invested with CF Capital. So go check that out at cfcapllc.com. Again, that's cfcapllc.com and enjoy the rest of the show. Yeah, no, I love that. And, um, you know, one thing that I think about when I think about people who, you know, succeed is they're the ones who make decisions, right? They make decisions and they commit to that, right? You're committed for doing whatever it takes. You're willing to remain confident. You're willing to remain courageous, as you just described. But if you could go a little bit deeper, I mean, when you think about your best clients over the years, your most high performing clients, what other traits, you know, would you describe as, you know, maybe some of the sort of foundational practices, but what have you observed? Maybe it's even, I don't know about you, Rod, but I, when I coach people, I almost get more at times because I learn from them too. And I'm sure you've learned as well from some of your greatest, your most elite performing clients. But could you talk a little bit about some traits that you've identified in your most high performing clients? Sure. Well, first, I'll go to the latter point you made. And you're right. The more you coach, the better you become. Uh, I, I now have 30 people coaching the Mosmo methods across the, across the world now, actually. 
and they've all tell me, man, I'm getting better. I'm getting so much better at what I do because they're not full, they're part-time coaches and they have their full-time gigs. And so that, that I agree. You just, the more you work at different skill sets and you hone them and apply them, implementation, that presentation uh, is the key. But as far as the, the, the characteristics or traits, you know, are we talking about, you know, traits? Is what, we talk about that all day long, that the dominant traits, right? That, that being disciplined, you know, and it's amazing how disciplined our most successful clients were. We just looked at the numbers the last week from last year and looked at the 20 best producers across the world and what they were doing. And I looked at them, believe it or not, they all track their numbers. Every one of them tracked their numbers every week. And numbers be anything. It'd be how many calls I made, how many conversations I had, how many times I went to bed at 10 o'clock. Everyone has their own metrics, right? And everyone should have a scorecard. You should. But they all, number one, they all track their numbers. So they were, they were disciplined. They were committed, right, to the cause. They had a vision. Certainly this year in 2020, more than any year in our history, I would tell you, we always said you had to be oriented to the client. Man, is that so true this year? You, if you were a facilitator, you had a bad year. If you were a resource, you had a great year. It was just that simple, right? Um, certainly they have market presence. They have to have a presence or that's gonna, it's an uphill climb. And those this year who did not have a presence, they just got lost. We, didn't, we don't need a generalist today, folks. We need a specialist. And that's why people come to you, Tyler. You're a specialist. They, they want to come to you for your, your advice, right? You're a resource. So that was very important to them. Um, no doubt that they, they are. We actually do natural behavior assessments for all our clients just to know how to coach them. That's really important. Top producers tend to be, and that's an important word, Tyler, here, tend to be assertive. They just do. Goal-oriented, Right. Set out going forward. They also, by the way, tend to be big picture. They're not getting cut in the minutiae. They're always looking long term, looking long term, looking long term. You, you know, not, you can't have commission breath. That's impossible if you're going to be a top producer. You can't. That's an important one. Very That's important. Really important one. Uh, and then most of them have teams. They do. Now, today's teams, I remember I wrote a book uh, that I know you read. Funny, that book was put out. Oh, my goodness. Hard to believe <laughs> that book was put out almost eight years ago. I talked about teams back then being this, this formal team. Today, teams are different. You know, I have a researcher in Mexico. I have a, another person in the Philippines. And that's true, with, that's true with most top producers. They have teams, but they don't have to be these integrated. And some of your investors, you know, who's doing their due diligence, who's doing their financial analysis? It could be someone in India. That's, yep. you know, does all my analysis for me, right? You don't know, but they have to have teams. You don't do it on your own. It's impossible to do it on your own. In fact, we're talking the ski trip we just went on and- they all were laughing at me because I could not make a decision. I had to go on my phone and I say, Rod, don't you know this? And I said, well, Christy does that or Katie does that or, or Maggie takes care of this. And they're like, you got to be kidding me. I'm like, guys, why should I do this detailed stuff? Top producers don't get caught in that minutia of the administrative focused work. You, you can't if you want to make the kind of money you want to make. So those are some of the key characteristics. Uh, and by the way, they all understand I know you back in your former life, you were a, a broker, but at the same time, you knew you owned your company. You were an entrepreneur. You took a, a, an ownership perspective versus an employee perspective. You can't have that to be successful. You just can't. Yeah. And I think it's all important. You know, obviously you coach, you know, top performing real estate brokers across the country, commercial real estate brokers. 
And when you talk about, you know, hey, they're assertive, they're goal-oriented, they're big picture, they delegate, right? They have a team and they don't do everything. They're not in all the minutia, but they give other opportunities, right? They know, they know enough to really be dangerous and they allow people to step up into their zone of genius, right? And to support a greater vision. So I think it's powerful to apply those thinkings to, you know, real estate investing, real estate growth. And, you know, when you think about it, and obviously the core of a commercial real estate brokerage, you know, success is relationships, building influence, building presence. And I think it's the same for the best and the most successful real estate investors. I don't know if you would agree to that, but let's talk about a little bit of business development. And because if you want to find opportunities, it's not like, hey, I'm going to sit back and hopefully you send me a few emails and I'll see the deal. Right. And then I'll, you know, I'll send you the LOI and by, by, you know, by the way, next I'll see you at the closing table. And hey, that was so easy. Now, granted, some deals do come easy, but that comes after hard work. So let's talk about high performance business development. Obviously, I know one thing that you're very passionate about is, hey, pick the phone up. But, you know, give us some other strategies and <laughs> tactics that, that you are very passionate about and you've seen be very successful as well. Yeah, well, let's talk about your audience. Yeah, my audience are commercial real estate brokers, mortgage brokers, appraisers now, and, and the like. But from an investment side, in fact, in the ski trip, I went with my best friend who's an investor. He's a he's a prolific investor in Florida. Um, and so I was quizzing him on what he's doing to get more opportunities. He's like, you know, I didn't think, didn't think about this and think about this. And he finally told me to be quiet. <laughs> but yeah, you, you got to separate yourself. So number one, why would a broker... Why would an owner, why would they share with you an opportunity? You know, first of all, you need a couple of things, right? You, you need some type of presence in the marketplace and presence is an element of business development. How will they know you are open to investment opportunities that you were, you were seeking either repositioning or a new acquisition? That's your responsibility. If you're sitting back waiting for brokers to call you, that's fine. But the best brokers are going to tell you why you should invest in things because they know exactly what you want and what's your hot buttons versus wasting your time with stuff you'll never be interested in. It's just what it is. So how do you do that? Well, you share your criteria with the best brokers in your neighborhood, the best appraisers in your neighborhood, the best bankers in your neighborhood. You go out, you take them to lunch. Today, you maybe have a Zoom call. You pick up the phone. You say, look, I just want to share with you. I know, especially to banks today, I know things will start arising of desperate situations. Here's exactly what I'm looking for. The point is you can't sit back. You can't sit back and wait. Um, there's a theory that if you have a very strong presence and say you have a, uh, your investors probably don't do this, but I'll just show you one thing you should do. They probably don't have a high social media presence. And if they do, they assume that people are going to come to them. That's not how life works. You know, it just doesn't work that way. Let's have a million followers. Now, I'll share it to you. There's one book that's about to be published by a gentleman in Florida. And, and he actually called me up and said, can I use the name Dominate in my book? And I know the guy very well. He was a former client. I said, yeah, go ahead. Um, he's writing a book called Multifamily Investors Who Dominate. Multifamily mm. Investors Who Dominate. And he's outlining the key steps. I read the book. I got the preview version. The key steps of what investors need to do. And one of the key things he talked about, Tyler, was Make yourself known. Get out there to, to those audiences. Don't sit back and just think that because you have the money, they're going to come to you. Folks, everyone has money today. And yeah. I mean that because first we all sat in the sidelines during the stock market last year, right? Now we have all this capital. We're not sure where to invest it. So if you think you're unique, you have cash, <laughs> welcome to the club. <laughs> oh, heck, 
I got cash. Tyler's cash. We're looking for deals. We always are. But you got to let be. You got to get known. Now, I'll just prosper for prospecting business development. Let's say you own a retail center. Okay. Here's the thing that I learned just last last couple of months. My young lady, give her credit, Beth Azor down in Florida. She has a little academy thing there, but she works with brokers as well. But she she showed how as an owner using Facebook and having direct messaging with other retailers, right? So maybe you want to fill some of your spots in your retail or in your apartments. There's a methodology on social media to actually ask for business, to direct message people on Facebook or on LinkedIn if it's all office industrial, depending on what you own. Multifamily could definitely be Facebook. You know, kids going to a school near your know, college town. Say you're in a college town and there's, there's a Facebook parent group, right? I get on it. I get on it and tell all the parents, hey, <laughs> I got a four bedroom high security suite. You know, all the security. Tell me all about this is business development. Tell me all about your units, why they should move to your space. Have them tag, tag you. Direct message them, right? This is the world today. This is what your competitors are doing, by the way, for your investors. So pick up the phone, pick up your phone, send some direct messages, get on LinkedIn's. You know, it's just, it's there today. Is there for you to get clients and get opportunities to invest in? It's just there. Yeah, it's it's just don't wait. Don't assume that it's going to come your way. So you know, I look at it from two different vantage points, right? I look at it from a marketing perspective in terms of am I known, liked, and respected, and what's my reputation in the marketplace, as well as you know what type of one to one relationships am I building? You know, how am I prospecting and how am I having those one to one conversations? So I look at it from those two vantage points. It's like how am I layering the marketplace with my message? And I'm, you know, building sort of a, a net, I'm throwing the net out there, but then I've also got, you know, the fishing line, like the lure, right. And, and we're, and I'm adding value to other people. So I think it's valuable to look at it from that vantage point. And I think it's interesting how you mentioned, it's like, what's the best way to be a high performing developer of your business. It's like separate yourself, right? What is your presence as well as making sure that you're also tactful and thoughtful on your individual one-to-one prospecting. So I love that. And, you know, I'd love to really talk about the mindset behind that too, because you mentioned commission breath, you know, commission breath. It's like, we can all feel it. You can hear it. And, and my philosophy is that, you know, everything is energy, right? When, when you and I have a conversation, it's like, well, man, why are you so hunched over? Or, you know, what's like, well, what's going on with you today, man? Like, did you get beat up last night or whatever? Or are you feeling like the negativity around you is persisting? And so you're creating more of that? Or is it the opposite? I mean, is there anything that you've identified as far as the mindset or how you're showing up from maybe an unconscious or subconscious perspective? Is there anything that you point to from that, that vantage point, Rod? Yeah. Well, first, you know, I have, I set goals every year and every year is one major goal. It's never financial. It is never financial and goals I set because if I, if I hit the goal, I can make a lot of money. I mean, that's just the way it works, right? If I do that one thing and figure, and all this stuff behind it. So what I do, I have, in my setup is I have my office, but in front of my office is a, another room with a big whiteboard and I've been working at my house. I actually work out of my pool house. Um, so the first room is a big whiteboard with my goal for the year. That's it. So it's the first thing I see in the morning when I walk in. And it's the last thing I see when I walk out. And it always reminds me, this is what I'm trying to accomplish. And that once I get that in my head, then I ask myself during my day, is this getting me there? Is mm. this getting me there? Opportunities come up, phone calls, podcasts, whatever it is, right? 
is that going to get me there? Is that going to get me there? If it's not, I'm not going to do it. I just, I just won't. Um, but that it, it lets you know, and that, you know, we, you, you know, I talk about this all the time. I'm sure Tyler, your, your, your clients, my clients, then there's also always the why you can, and the why is if that's something that's, it's like, oh, here's what I'm doing. Here's why. And then we just, we set it aside like a business plan, right? You might write a business plan, put it in your drawer and say, okay, and uh, did, I, did I do it? Yes or no? No. I keep my why in front of me all the time. Why am I trying to build this company to the size I am? What is it driving me to do this, right? So there's a reason for that. And for me, it's, it's a, to have a legacy with my children. My, you know, my children right now, I don't tell if you have children or not. You look pretty damn young. <laughs> I do not. I did just get married a few months ago, though. There you go. Okay, he's on his way. Congratulations. <laughs> That's right. That's so right. investors definitely have children. They'll know this. You know, my children can't believe people pay to A for me to coach them or give a speech <laughs> or even who the hell would buy your books, dad? Really? <laughs> so, but but they don't know child. And I, this would be my parents, my father, especially my greatest mentor who passed a couple of years ago. I didn't really appreciate how successful and how smart and everything he was until he was gone. And then you're like, wow, right? So for me, I never want my, my kids to forget, number one, that's my number one driver, you know, you need to do these things to be successful because some kids just don't have the figured it out yet. Hell, I didn't figure out until I was 45, right? <laughs> to figure it out yet. To, what's it going to take to be successful? So for me, it's always, what's the life lesson? Because look, you never know. I'm 57 today. I could be gone tomorrow, right? We're going over a cliff where I'm skiing. You just don't know. For sure. So that's my why. So to me, mindset for me, and now you're the mindset expert. If I want to hear what you have to say, Tyler, <laughs> I'm not the mindset expert, but you are. So for me, it's understanding my why always, always, always. And then looking at my goal for the year. My goal for the year is simple. This year, I told the company, the goal is going to be, we're going to improve a thousand lives. That's mm. going to be it. We're going to improve a thousand lives, which is a, it's a lofty goal for our company, but I think we could do it. And it means we got to get new programs and probably lower some pricing on other programs and figure out and, and, and more expansion in Canada, maybe more in New Zealand. We don't know, but we're going to figure it out. And that's, no, that's the goal. I love it. And the reason why I love it so much is because you're talking about a way to invest in yourself, right? To find, you know, the things in your environment that help you accomplish your goal. And, you know, I love the quote that says, you know, for he who has a why, powerfully enough can overcome anyhow. And who knows if that's the right, you know, phrase or the right quote, but you get the point. And it's important because if the why is strong enough, you're going to show up with that giving energy, right? Because you know that the more that you grow and the more that you invest in other people, the closer you're going to get to your goals because it's a mutually beneficial process. It's not a self-serving process. It's something that gives other people. If you're going to serve a thousand people, if you're thinking about serving a thousand people for one year, that's a big goal, right? So how can I give to a thousand people? How can I improve a thousand lives? I love that. And you're talking about personal mastery at this point now, which I love. And I think that that's what I've identified in the highest performers across the world in any capacity is that they invest in their own personal mastery. They are willing to grow. As you were talking about earlier, it's having courage to ask for help, right? It's having the courage to surround yourself with people that are going to teach you something, having courage to listen to a podcast like this or writing a book or reading a book, right? It's surrounding yourself with new information or new tactics or new wisdom so that you can up level, which is why I appreciate everybody listening because I know that they're doing that right now. So tell me, how else do you invest in yourself? And I love, when I think about that, I think about like sharpening the ax, right? It's Abraham Lincoln. He said, if I have four hours to chop down the tree, 
give me the first three to sharpen my axe. So how else are you sharpening your axe, Rob? You know, one, you got to work it every day. It's just, you, you have no choice. And I, I know that's hard for a lot of people. I don't care if it's a 20-minute walk in the morning with your spouse or your dog. You know, if that's what you can get, get. I prefer you sweat, though. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, you know, that is an investment in yourself. Because if you're not healthy, everything else is out the window. I mean, I agree. and if you're investors, the older you get, the more you appreciate that statement. It just is what it is. So number one, work out every day. And even the day of, I told you, right? Even if it's a day of just pure yoga, that's all it is. And that's, yeah. which be, by the way, which would be very strenuous, by the way. But I know so, the first time I did yoga, I was sweating like a pig. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> but yeah, I agree. Yeah. So work out every day. Number two, you got to read. I mean, you have to read. Because if you think I'm just investing in real estate, well, read everything that's going on so you know what deals are happening, how deals are being structured, what you're doing wrong, what you're doing, how, how vacancies are being kept, how clients are being retained. You got to read. And I'm not talking about, you know, fictional romance novels here. I'm talking about <laughs> self-improvement mindset. Absolutely. Business books, 100% yes. Investment books, finance books, you know, due diligence books if you're an investor, but just read as much as you can. So that's, that's the second one. And third is, yeah, I, like I told you, I have to get coached because they're, they're saying things I just can't see and they know things I just don't know. And if you think you're the smartest guy in the room, like they say, right, you're in the wrong damn room. Yep. <laughs> you just are. <laughs> you're never going to grow. You just won't. So th those three things, uh, working out, reading, getting coached is the investments I make. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a brief time out from this show, this incredibly mind-expanding discussion to speak to the high achievers, the high performers. I wanted to speak to those who have a burning desire to go to the next level and beyond. First of all, I hear you and I see you. When I got started as a real estate entrepreneur fresh out of my W-2 corporate job, I was excited and jubilant to create and design my future. At the same time, my business and life was filled with confusion, filled with fear, doubt, uncertainty, and to be honest with you, sometimes even sleepless nights and hopelessness, even while experiencing what many would have considered substantial success. Ultimately, I mustered up the courage to hire one of the world's top high-performance business coaches to work directly with me on creating strategies, systems, and profound shifts towards accelerating my multifaceted performance and to become an industry leader. After years of investing significant resources into myself and in my business through this process, I am now paying it forward as a high-performance coach to those who feel called to elevate to the extraordinary. Wherever you are right now, you know deep down that you have it within you to be great. If you're someone who's seriously looking to elevate your business, your real estate portfolio, your cash flow, your deal flow, your network, your net worth, your lifestyle, and ultimately your life right now and ongoing for the rest of your life, I have a message for you because if that's you, then I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. I have limited coaching spots available to guide people like you who want to substantially close the gap from where you are to where you want to be. These are first come first serve and demand high touch one-to-one -one focus from me directly to you. And this is not for everyone. This is only for those who are decisive, committed, and willing to do whatever it takes. It's only for those willing to play full out and invest time, energy, and resources into themselves to achieve greatness in real estate investing and beyond, which is what we're all about on this podcast. This is for those defiantly inspired for transforming as an empowered, limitless, and unstoppable human being in full control of their and their business's future. 
If that is you, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. Again, that's coachwithtyler.com where you can apply for this life-changing opportunity. We will then schedule a discovery session where we will directly discuss what's working, not working, and how we can work together to accelerate your future. With that said, enjoy the rest of the show. No, I love that. You're speaking my language now. Uh, this is what it's all about because, you know what, if you can focus inward, you know, if you can focus on that self-mastery, you can show up in such a greater capacity. And when you are serving and improving those 1,000 lives, it really compounds on itself. So that's why I love to go there. But, you know, the other thing that I'm really fascinated about is creating habits or being aware of habits. And when I think of, you know, my day, it's amazing when I really reflect, I'm like, my goodness, I didn't even recognize what I was doing for so long because 40 to 50% of our, you know, daily actions are habits. And in fact, right. I think it was a Duke study that said that. So shout out to your, uh, you, you know, your alma mater there. So, <laughs> so tell me about that. I mean, how are you developing conscious habits and, and what type of conscious habits have been very important for you as you continue to stack on your success? Well, certainly, you know, I said earlier, our top producers track numbers. And they track numbers based on metrics. Those metrics then become habits, whether it be calls or meetings or, or certain disciplines. But the number one question I get, Tyler, whenever I speak or wherever I go to or travel back, back in the day was, hey, how do I make more money? Just how do I make more money? That was always the number one question, which I laugh at because there's, we know there, there is no silver bullet. But the key is there is silver buckshot. And if you do a lot of little things consistently, you can make a lot of money. One, one key habit is, let me see your schedule. Let me see your calendar. We also, you know, I always ask someone, let me see your calendar for next week. And then I'm a disciplined, structured week where they're allocating certain pockets of time for certain things while leaving white space for the whirlwind that will always come. We know that, sure. right? But that number one habit, let me see your, let me see your schedule. If you can create, and, and then therefore means you're commanding your time because you are, you're not depending on others to tell you what you're going to do and when you're going to do it, then you just forget it. So that mm -hmm. one habit of commanding your schedule, I would say it's probably the number one habit of truly controlling your destiny because you're controlling what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. It's just that simple. Yeah. Right. So that means if I was saying, if you, if you walk away with one habit, how you be proactively scheduling your time. Once you get that down, then the good pockets or habits you can do to move forward. It just is. Yeah. So if I were to take that a step further, and I, I appreciate that very much, if I were to take that a step further and say, all right, so I get the schedule back, I'm able to review it. And let's just say we've got, you know, Elon Musk type of, you know, amazingness, right? This is output that you can't even measure in some, some different ways. And then you've got, my goodness, you are not even on the Richter scale here, guy. Right. Like you got a long way to go. What's the difference there? Can you, could you describe the, the, uh, the polar opposites if you had to say? Oh, <laughs> I don't think that's as much as habit, as much as pure, like we talked about earlier, I, we, we, we assess everyone's natural behaviors. Look, we are all wired differently. In fact, based on what study you want to look at, I think there are 256 different combinations of personalities in a set. And, you know, so, but we all have different combinations then. So Elon Musk, I don't think the man sleeps. I have no idea, but, <laughs> right. he, but also let's face it, he, he's, he's a genius and he just is because he, he understands what he sees the future. Uh, what we could become, or is it going to, look, that's my potential. Let's do it. Let's get done. Uh, so I don't know if that's habit versus wired and how we are, right? But then there's dedication and discipline to say okay, and the commitment. And it's the commitment's the hardest part. And let's face it, it it's just so easy. It's, it's, I mean, on this recording, I think it's the I don't know, you know what date it is. It's probably the 
What day is it today? Is it, is it the 12th, 13th? It's the 13th, 13th. 13th. Yep. How many, how many New Year's resolutions are gone? Oh right? my goodness. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Two weeks in, man. It's, I mean, we got at least 50%, right? Right. I mean, at least. Right? <laughs> but it, my, it, my, I drive my wife crazy. I'm always getting up, you know, back in the day, I don't know when that was, I, I woke up too early and I was always awake and, and working out before anyone woke. And was, there was no reason to do that for me. So <laughs> now, but now I wake up early and I work out and because I, I want to get it all done with and I have a, I have a good full breakfast and I eat well. By the way, I did find out most of the top producers work out consistently as mm-hmm. far as habits. They do. They take care of the body, their mind. It's just what it is. So it's a keystone habit. It's one of those things that spills over that commitment. You know, it's like it's there and it's like, you know what? I'll make another call. Come on. I did it earlier. I did the you know, I did another rep. So it's I, it's very important. I love that. It is. And but in and. It, it's hard. Let's face it. Investing, you're going to lose a lot of deals. You are. Yeah. You're not going to get a lot of deals. You're, you're going to, the more deals you try to, to procure, right? The higher failure rate you're going to have. It's just the way it works. It's a numbers game, you know? So are you going to change your mind and start changing your criteria and changing your acquisitions? Uh, you know, or you need to commit to where you want to get to. That's what you have to figure out. Yeah. And one of the things that I think is important, we we're talking about scheduling. We're talking about commanding our schedule. You know, it's not always about adding, but sometimes it's about subtracting, right? Pruning, removing, or saying no. I mean, what do you say no to, Rod? Well, let me talk about that a little bit. Uh, we had a client. In fact, that client's with us for nine years now, and he's one of the top producers in the world. Okay. So, give you some just perspective here. He's a broker. So, understand that when I met him, he was making $6 million himself. Now, he had a team that was $6 million, one of the top producers in the world. And so he called me and said, I want you to see if you can come, come and see how you can help me. And I said, what the hell I can do with this guy? <laughs> I can't help this guy. And so I went, I sat with him for two days up in New York and, and uh, I just watched. And the next year he made, eight, he hired me, us, me. And the next year he made 8 million, then 12 and 15 and 18. As the market went up, and we saw to peak at 18.5 million, you know, which is a, hey, that's a hell <laughs> for a company. That's a hell, but for him, exactly. that was great, right? One of the keys were, one of the key things we did, and his name was Bob, by the way. I said, Bob, say no to this, say no to this, say no to this. Just say no to all these things. Because his goal was to make more money in less time and spend more time with his, his wife and, and child. That was his only goal. He said, Ralph, I make the same amount of money they spend more time. I'm good. And I said, well, yeah, but what if we start saying no to all this? I will tell you it's a powerful word because then when you say no to something, you're saying yes to something else, right? So I'm, I'm not going to do this particular thing because I have time now to do this thing. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. I remember, I don't know if you're a Darren Hardy fan or not. Um, oh, yeah. Big time. Z. He shares a story of, um, it was a Bronson getting offered a quarter million dollars to do an hour keynote. And Bronson says no. <laughs> so they offer him, they offer him half a million dollars to do the keynote for one hour. So it will fly you in on your, you know, we'll pay for all your gas and your your either jet and your rest. He says no. He said, why? He goes, so what I'm working on right now is gonna make more money than that. It's just what it is. I, <laughs> yeah. I can't I can't deviate from this focus to do this. It's a powerful word. It's not a negative word. It's not. It's actually a positive word. So that habit of saying no, if you look at your why, 
saying no is better. It's just easier. No, no. Yeah. And you can say it nicely and you say, look, you know, I, I love to do it, but right now when I'm working on, I just don't, I don't have the time to do it. I apologize. I just can't do that based on where I'm going. And people will start to think, wow, where's this guy going? Yeah. Man, what's he, what's he or she doing? That's, that's, didn't realize they were, you know, I guess had bigger visions than where they are. Yeah, that's an interesting side effect, right? It's the presence factor as well, not just the protection of your, you know, monomaniacal commitment to your why and your purpose, but also the presence factor of like, damn, you're not going to take a half a million dollar fee for an hour. You must be doing some big things. And and look, that that applies to all of us. Someone just asked me to speak to a a, a, a conference and said, "Well, we'll give you exposure." And so I said, first of all, you realize exposure is against the law in most states, number one. <laughs> and, and number two, I don't need exposure. You know, I don't, I don't do what I do for me. Can you imagine an investor saying, look, you're going to get a 2% return, but the, everyone knows about this property. And you're going to know that you own the property. You only get 2%, but you're going to own the property. Really? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. No, thank you on that one. But it is interesting. I mean, you, you hear the trophy asset all the time. You hear the trophy asset. And I think that's the uh, the theory behind that is the exposure. But it's interesting. Uh, you think about manipulation. But but I do think it's important, you know, just to kind of circle back and put a bow on that part of the conversation. You are talking about, you know, really being critical of your time in terms of what's my output dollar per hour. And then also yeah. what fills me up and what doesn't, right? What's my values hierarchy? What's more important to me? And thinking back to that why. So I love that. I love that. And uh, man, Rod, I love this. And what 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 inspires you, my man? Like, what are you inspired to create? Like, what is it that really, really drives you forward? It's the emails. It's the handwritten cards. It's the pictures of a new kitchen being built by a client. And they say, this is because of you, which I say then, no, it's not. That's not, no, it's not. It's because of you and you're committing to yourself and you making the change and, and you're doing what you're doing. Those things, you know, I'm sure like you right here, I could point out if you're listening to a podcast, you can't watch this. I'm pointing to the drawer where I keep all my handwritten notes that I've received. Those to me are the most important. I mean, that someone takes the time to write a note. And by the way, they can't see on my desk right here, I'm pointing to a stack of my notes because I write a note at least once a day to say, hey, gratitude is so important. It just is. Mm. Be consciously gracious for what, whatever you've accomplished. You didn't, without sounding, I gotta be careful how I say this. Okay. I don't want to say you didn't accomplish yourself. That's not true. You did. <laughs> but <laughs> there was support along the way and you got to remember that. So that's what drives me, seeing how, Again, change a thousand lives. If we do that, we can changing lives, changing lives, right? Because look, if we do that, will we, we make a lot of money? Yeah, yeah, we're going to. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. a byproduct, right? This is. Yeah. But, you know, we've gotten to the point now where the money thing isn't as important as the transformation thing. I love that. I love that. And I couldn't agree more, man. It's uh, coaching is a phenomenal, phenomenal practice. It's a phenomenal experience for everyone involved. And uh, that's a beautiful thing, man. Uh, Rod, I really appreciate you. I've really, really enjoyed our conversation today. So valuable, so many things to really distill, but I want to keep you just for a little bit longer. We're going to dive into our rapid fire section. I call it the rare air questionnaire. The rare air. You just got off the mountain. You couldn't breathe, but guess what? Now you can't breathe either. But you're going to continue to persist through, right? Because that hunger. I'm going to do it. Let's go. The Let's get in that desire. Double diamond, rare air. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. So tell me, as a prolific author yourself, if you had to point to two or three of the most impactful books that you've read over the past few years, what would they be and why? 
uh, well, a few years, let's say, the first book I ever read that made an impact was The Millionaire Next Door, because I realized you can make a lot of money by not, you know, spending a lot of money in some ways, right? Yep. So that definitely, from a kid, that was great. I'm gonna, my kids have to read that book. Second one was E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. I mean, that that changed the Milesimer group. I mean, that that idea process and platform that took me from a, a struggling entrepreneur to now, you know, where margin is the name of the game now, personal and you know, financial margin. Um, the last book I read, though, that really enjoyed, and I actually had him as a, as a podcast guest, was Andy Andrews' The Traveler's Gift. Mm. Um, he has consulted with four presidents. He has consulted with the last seven national championship football teams. It just, it's a, it's, it's a story about, you have to read it. It's a story about the seven key elements of being successful, but put in a really nice bibliographical uh, story that you, you guess I had my kids read and I'm like, why are you reading this? I'm like, you got to read this one. <laughs> so it's amazing. It's the Traveler's Gift, New York Times bestseller, fantastic book. That's awesome. I'll check it out. And, and we'll also put links in the show notes of where you can find all three of those books, as well as Rod's books. And uh, of course, your newest one, Knowing Isn't Doing, which I love that, by the way. I love that because I say that all the time. It's like, well, you know, people will say this. Well, I already know that, but you're not doing it, right? Is that, I mean, tell me a little bit, give us a, give us a quick synopsis there. Yeah, I, I wrote the book. Um, it took me my longest book project. I said, let's give away as much content, Massimo method content as we can. My sales guys are like, you're crazy. What are you doing for? I said, read the title. And by the way, I had everyone tell me, don't, don't title the book as you're going to. Don't title it, knowing isn't doing. No one's going to read it. No one's going to buy it. It's so negative. And I said, look, this is what it is. So KID, don't kid, don't kid yourself. KID, knowing isn't doing. Build the life and business you desire. And uh, we were, you know, using, by the way, using every method you and I talked about today, prospecting presence, it went, it launched, it became the number one sales book in America uh, upon its launch, which was like, I don't care if it's there for two days. I was excited. That's amazing. That's but, amazing. Uh, it's about just understanding, look, you, we all say what we need to do. What, what, like you said, you said it, you said the magic words. I know that. I can't stand that. I know that. I know that. I know that. But that doesn't mean anything, Right. It's yeah. like making a decision. You can decide to do something, but now you got to do it. So I'm going to say you do it. Yeah. So well, it's like in the old days when they used to say that knowledge is power, right? You know what? Knowledge is not power. I don't care who says it. It is not power. Action and application is the real power, right? You know, it's Amen. about taking that and putting it into action, man. So I love that. Can't wait to read the book. We'll, of course, share that in the, in the show notes as well. But, you know, beyond what we've already talked about today, Rod, what is the biggest way that you elevate your life on a daily basis outside of working out, outside of reading, outside of being coached? Is there anything else that you point to? Yeah, uh, I think it was Adam Grant. You know what Adam Grant is? Yes. Uh, Six-time professor of the year at Wharton School. And, oh, you know, genius. Author. Genius. He said success is defined as how you make others successful. That's just what it is to him, right? How you make others successful. So that's what elevates me every day. I mean, my, I, we're at a point now where my 30 coaches, they get, they're upset with me if I ever jump on their calls. Right? And I'm like... <laughs> I need it. I need to help people succeed. I just, yeah. I, I just, I don't know what happened. I just need to make people better. And, and that drives me every day. It does. Um, I could sit back right now and, you know, the company's a cash flowing and everything's good, but I, I would, I would shrivel up and die if I did that. So that's what elevates me every day. How can I make someone better?
I love that. And it's, it's a perfect transformation into the last question that I have for you is how do you elevate others around you? What's the biggest way that you elevate others around you? And I know that there's so many ways, but if you had to point to one, what would that be? Uh, Gratitude. You got it. You just, it is what it is. You've got to let people know how, how truly blessed they, you are to have them in their lives. It's just what it is, right? Client, mender, partner, mother, father, daughter, whatever it might be, right? Son, spouse, obviously, you got to be gracious and it's got to be authentic. If you try to fake it, forget it, right? <laughs> so next time you write an email, just think about the first three words in an email. Is start with, hey, how are you? Or good afternoon, or help things are great, right? Or is it just, Bob, get this done at three o'clock, thank you. You know, right? simple reflection. I, re- I look at every email I write because I am a direct person, but I go, wait a minute, don't forget these people, <laughs> these people or everyone around you. So investors, your landscapers, your maintenance men or women, your HVAC folks, I mean, your, your banker, your broker, your appraiser, all those people you should be thankful for because they put you, help you do what you do. That's so good. And be thankful for Tyler as well, by the way. Don't forget that. Rod, I am super thankful for you, my man. This is the first of many conversations. I know that for sure. It's so interesting. I'll I'll just tie back though, because when I write an email, sometimes I'm a little bit direct like you and I have to go back and say, well, let me just add, (laughs) let me add a couple (laughs) sentences here. How are the, how's the family? How's everybody? And uh, it's a great, great reminder to share that gratitude because you know what? This business, real estate, whatever you're doing, it's about people, right? It's about giving to other people. And my goodness, you have given us so many gifts today and you are making us successful just by being a part of this, Rod. Is there any other parting thoughts or words of wisdom that you'd share with Elevate Nation today? Sure. Uh, Ty and I just shared and gave you hopefully a bunch of knowledge. It doesn't mean anything to you, quite frankly, because now you got to do it because knowing isn't doing. Purely and simple. So that's it. (laughs) Boom. Drop the mic, baby. I love it. Rod, tell the listeners how they can learn more about you, Massimo Group, and what you do. Easiest way is, uh, instead of spelling my last name, just go to Massimo.coach, M-A-S-S-I-M-O.coach, and you can connect with me there. Yes, sir. And uh, we'll put a link, of course, in the show notes there so you can reach them directly. You can learn more about what they do and you can apply, right? You can invest in yourself. So we encourage you to do that. And I want to encourage you to re-listen to the show and share it with someone else. Because again, repetition is a mother of all skill, but also sharing is growing, right? It's giving. When you give gratitude, you receive it as well. When you give knowledge, when you show that you can really elevate to the next level, it's amazing what can happen for you. So I want to encourage you to share this and also share, hey, these are the top three things that I got from this. What are my top three takeaways that I'm going to apply now? What am I going to do to put it into my calendar, right? What am I going to do to say no to the things that don't serve me, that don't serve my highest purpose, that don't serve my vision, my why? And so I want to encourage you to do all of those things. And until next time, take massive action. But Rod, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show today. My pleasure, Tyler. Take care, brother. Absolutely. Elevate Nation. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit elevatepod.com.